0: My mum's podcast is recorded on Beer land. We pay respect to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite sized business tips served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week, we're talking motherhood, marriage, and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan and today's episode is brought to you by My Big Mistakes Workshop. Are you working your butt off in business and finding that you're not seeing the follow through and not seeing the payoff when it comes to your P&L? You're not seeing the bottom line, you know, rise in the way that you would like it to? There's probably some mistakes that you're making in business that I've also made along my journey and I'd love to talk you through those. We're doing that on March the 8th. I would love for you to join me and for you to share it with any other business owners who you know are in the same boat, those business besties that you get together with and you can you know commiserate on how hard this slog of business ownership is. But those people that you also share, those uh, those big wins and those big moments in business, I'm sure they would love to join us as well. I would love to see you there. Today, we're talking about why you need a sales funnel and how to get one. And I know that we've talked about sales in the past and we've talked about the customer journey. But when some people hear the word sales funnel, they get really freaked out and they think, you know, there's, there's things that I'm not doing and there's, you know, there's, There's a whole list of things that I, you know, have no idea about that Stacey wants me to do. When really a sales funnel shouldn't be something that's daunting. It shouldn't be something that, you know, completely let your brain run away with itself. It should be something that's quite manageable and that is a really integral part of your business because if you don't have a strong sales funnel, if people you know are kind of taking a scatterbrain approach to business and sometimes they hear from you on social media and sometimes you're in the paper and sometimes um you you know you're knocking on their door to get some business then they're not going to know like and trust you and if they're not knowing and liking and trusting you they're definitely not going to part with their hard-earned dollars. So it's really important to think about your sales funnel within your business how each of your products and services kind of feed into that sales funnel and then really to get clear on what the strategy is in terms of how the sales funnel works to make sure that you're actually getting the maximum that you can get out of of this process. So when we talk about sales funnels I always love to talk kind of at the top at the top of the funnel where the most people are and that's a really good place to start because for so many people um it's really going to take you know several touch points and there's so much research around how many touch points is it seven is it 12 um in in terms of how many people how many times people need to make contact with you before they're actually going to buy from you or they're actually going to share their email address with you and so Either way, whether it's seven or whether it's 12, it's really important that you know that it's going to be more than once. So you cannot put one Facebook ad out into the marketplace and then – you know, hope that somebody's going to see it and that they're then going to hand over some money. That's not how it's going to work. So a sales funnel is really talking about ways in which you can create, you know, a diverse range of touch points for your business, for people to hear about you, for people to understand what it is that you do, for people to know, like and trust you before you kind of lead them along the journey of being a customer with you. And that sales funnel process you know, it's it's really important to think about the entire process before you even start selling anything in the in the marketplace. So many of us go, Okay, I've got this product, okay, let's go. Not thinking about what happens before the people come to you, um, to your brand and what happens afterwards. And sometimes the afterwards is um is just as important as the beginning. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. So in terms of touch points and ways in which people can drip into your sales funnel, and if you think about a funnel being really wide at the top and really small down the bottom, I like to think of that, you know, flipped on its lid, Um, Susie Daphnis from her business who is such an incredible inspiration for me and I've followed her and her podcast content sales for so long now. She um, talks about the the marketing mountain and so she talks about the funnel being flipped over in that you know it's hard work people don't just kind of drop into your funnel and then immediately you know start spending money with you it's 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 hard work just like climbing a mountain is and so either way no matter which way it is if it's upright or if it's the other way around there's definitely that wider section where you're going after a wider range of people. So it could be that somebody sees your Facebook ad. It could be that somebody sees your ad in the paper. It could be that somebody walks past your storefront. It could be that they're at a barbecue and they hear, you know, somebody talk about a great experience that they had with you or with your brand. There are so many different touch points that happen at that initial level, that bigger level before we kind of get further down into the funnel. And so what you want to be doing is – providing opportunities at that part of the funnel for customers to get to know like and trust you for you to share your expertise perhaps without asking for a sale or for asking for anything in return to be able to share what you know and how you help your customers and to really give people a clear understanding of who you are and what you do and that all happens at this first stage so for an online business Doing free handouts or checklists, um, a free video series—something that people don't necessarily have to hand over money for, but they do need to hand over their email address, which is, you know, also very, very valuable and not to be discounted. That's a really good way to start because that gives people an understanding, you know, that is there's more in depth than just a Facebook ad or more in depth than just walking past your store, so that people know that you know you have expertise and you have an understanding in your in your target area and that they can you know go to you that you can be the go-to person when it comes to the expertise of that you are trying to sell in your product or service and then once you've got their email address then you have the ability to be able to nurture them right so you know first and foremost people say that email marketing is dead it absolutely isn't email is a great way if you do it well and if you do it consistently a great way to connect and nurture your customers so once you have their email addresses and i've seen this you know so many times people build their email list they build their email list they've got their free downloads they're out there in the market they're spending money on advertising they get the email addresses and then nothing they don't don't do anything with it and that's really dangerous because you're sitting, you know, you're leaving money on the table, you're sitting on a gold mine and you're not utilizing it. So have have a think, how are you going to nurture the customers that come in? Do you have a nurture sequence? And this is something I talk about with my coaching clients all the time because quite often they will have someone buy from them or they will have someone um, opt into their newsletter or be interested in them from something they see online and then they get their email address and then they don't connect with them at all. And that's such a missed opportunity. So a nurture sequence is, you know, an automated sequence that when someone first signs up to your email list, you then send them a series of um, informative emails for them to get to know you a little better yeah and you often want to as part of that nurture sequence encourage your customers for you to be able to get to know them as well so asking questions encouraging them to hit reply and give you uh you know an example of something that you've been talking about so our nurture sequence is is a series of five emails the first one just says thank you it's so good to have you here and points you towards other resources you might enjoy the second one is a kind of like an introduction to what we do it has some beautiful photos um that you know showcase all the wonderful things that we do and then the third email is is a case study so it's a you know this student started dancing with us when they were younger and now you know look at them as they're all grown up and they're an incredible dancer and they've gone on to this and that and they're famous now and then the fourth email is just a touch base from me as the principal that says you know it's it's only a couple of words it's not a big you know, flowery, logory, logo-y <laughs> email that goes out. It's just like, hey, it's Miss Stacy here. I just wanted to welcome you. I'm so glad you're here. Do you have any questions? Just hit reply and let me know. And then the fifth email kind of points them in the direction of where um, they would like to go from this point. Now, by the time they get the fifth email, they've normally reached out to us. They've normally already booked a free trial class. They've normally come in and see the studios. They've met with one of us one-on-one. That process, that customer journey process is already starting. But if they get to email number five and they still haven't done anything, then that email for number five is, you know, another chance for you to be able to showcase the great things that you do in hope that you will turn them into a customer. And then, you know, perhaps they do turn into a customer at that point or perhaps they just stay on your email list. And that doesn't mean that they're not going to buy from you ever. It just means that they're not buying from you today. So you need to have a strategy in place for what happens after this. What happens one month, two months, four months, six months, 12 months down the track for that customer who's, you know, shared their email address with you and that's nothing to be sniffed at because that's that's a win – but you want to make sure that when things come around that could be appropriate for them, then they're tagged appropriately within your spreadsheet or within your um, CRM so that you know to be able to send things to them For example, we often get people who are on our subscriber list because they come to one of our shows. And so they might not have a child that they're going to enrol in dance but they could become somebody who is going to buy a ticket to one of our shows every single year. So I'm not going to bombard them after that initial nurture sequence. I'm not going to bombard them with, um, you know, jazz classes, you know, special four you pay for four and do five jazz classes i'm not going to bombard them with those kind of emails instead i'm going to tag them as somebody that came to one of our shows and somebody that is um going to be a you know a loyal subscriber And then next year when it's time for us to do our gala, they're going to get a special email with a special offer from us in order to bring them back into the show. It's really important to use, you know, the CRMs have such incredible facility these days and such a, you know, a wealth of opportunity when it comes to making sure that you are targeting your email um, list, that you aren't just blanket emailing everybody with every piece of information that you have. You can really target the people that come in and for the reasons that they come in and you can target to get information out to them when it suits so it's really important that you use that you use that functionality and even if you are you're not working with a big um you know kind of powerful crm at this point if you're just working on a spreadsheet with email addresses, it's really important to do your own tagging and have your own system and process around that so that those people, you know, the people that are going to come to my gala, you know, this time next year who bought a ticket to this this year's show, if they get bombarded with me with 36 emails, a weekly newsletter, a twinkle, come try twinkle toes email, 36 times between now and next year's um, performance, they're not going to come to the show. They're going to be so sick of hearing from me that they're going to be like, absolutely not. If I go again, she'll she'll contact me again and I don't ever want to hear from this woman anymore. So it's really important to use those tags. And then we talked at the beginning about, you know, it's not just important to nurture people along that sales funnel in the beginning, but once they have purchased from you, what happens then? So I'll use the example of my gorgeous um, client, Jade. Jade runs Little Glimpses. She's a photographer and does incredible work. Most of my house is scattered with Jade's photos of my beautiful family and I'm very lucky and appreciative of that. If you don't follow her already on Instagram, please do at little glimpses. Jade has wedding photography as one of her big package items. So a lot of people come to her first and foremost for their wedding photos But as, you know, my client, Jade and I have talked, I've talked a lot with Jade about what happens next. So the people have, you know, heard about her from her ads or from the marketplace or word of mouth, they've come into her funnel, they've purchased the wedding package, they've got the wedding photos, what happens next? And so we've put together nurture sequences for her customers that will enable them to be able to come back for more and come back at those big milestone moments. So, you know, are they doing their pregnancy photo shoot with Jade? Are they doing their, you know, their their uh what's it called fresh 48 um when the you know the baby's only been around for 48 hours that they have a photo shoot then that's um you know you want those same clients to be coming back for those milestones and then of course you know an anniversary celebrations and family photos and extended family photos and all the fun things that happen after that so Thinking about what happens with your customer after they've come into the funnel, after they've purchased, how do you nurture them to continue to be customers that keep coming back to you? And what products and services do you have lined up in that customer journey to ensure that those um, customers that you've worked so hard to get continue to come back to, uh, back to you um, time after time? If sales funnels were scaring you in the beginning of the conversation, I hope I've done a little bit to alleviate those fears because, of course, it is all about the things that you have to sell and it's about thinking strategically about how you're going to let more people know about that. And once they are your customers, how you're going to keep them coming back for more. If you want to talk to me more about this, I would love to, of course, please reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram. I'm at simplystacymorgan. If you enjoyed this episode or if you have a business bestie that you think also needs to get their sales funnel into action, then you can uh, take a screenshot of this episode and stick it on your Insta story and tag me and tag them as well so that they hopefully will also listen to the episode. Today's episode has been brought to you by my workshop that's coming up it's all about making more money in your business. If you're a small business owner and you don't, you know, you don't see all of the hard work and the hard yards and the sweat and the blood and the tears and all the things that you're doing um, and getting done from your business, if you don't see that paying off when it comes to your bottom line, then there's probably some big mistakes that you're making in business that I can help you with. So, if you would like to join us for that workshop, I would love to have you along with us. It's happening on March 8th, and you can register now at simplystacymorgan.com. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. House funnels, I could talk about them all day, all day long. But I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you've got something out of it. Please let me know your biggest takeaways and I will talk to you next week. How to run a successful business and still have a life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com.